Wizards fans, welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Zach Rosen here from WashingtonWizards.com. Coming up on this episode, we have Chris Gehring here from WashingtonWizards.com uh, to go through the first day of training camp as well as media day. And then on the back end, we have an interview uh, with one of the newest Wizards, Davis Bertans. It's a great interview. Um, some insight from him about how he thinks this team is uh, being overlooked a lot, and I, I really loved what he had to say about it. And before we get to all that, we want to remind you that this podcast is powered by BioFreeze, the official topical reliever of the Washington Wizards. BioFreeze offers fast-acting, long-lasting, powerful pain relief to help you feel no limits. BioFreeze can be found at your local retailer as well as online. So we'll start with media day, kind of go chronological here. Chris, what were your thoughts uh, from another media day? Obviously a lot of commotion here in the gym, but um, to get you excited at least for the season. Yeah, I think the thing that really struck me the most was we've talked about it already, a lot of new faces, a lot of young faces on this team. But obviously everyone was in one room really in public for the first time. Obviously they've been working, and we'll talk about that. You'll hear Davis Bertans mention that as well. They've been working here for probably the last, I guess, last couple of weeks which is going to be really important because of just there is a lot there are a lot of new faces including some really key pieces I mean CJ Miles Ish Smith um, Isaiah Thomas who unfortunately is on that list that didn't practice we'll talk a little bit more about that but there's just a lot of guys that are gonna to have to get to know each other quickly um, Davis Bertans mentioned as well that um, the first preseason game is soon they have a pretty much a week of camp as usual and then they'll start getting ready a little bit for opponents obviously preseason is all about locking down what you need to do styles defensive assignments things like that but it was a good day everybody seemed to be in a good mood you could tell sort of a lot of young a lot of the young guys there's already a lot of chemistry guys joking around uh, i think the veteran leadership on this team is very I think their role is very defined, and I think they all understand that and are embracing it. Isaiah Thomas is another one who's, who's I think, right off the bat, he understands that he's a part of that core of older uh, veteran guys that's going to have to lead throughout the year. And so those were the encouraging signs. And obviously, you know, you hear outside media and um, expectations for this team, but it, it was really encouraging to hear that really nobody in this room, in this gym, is buying into any of that. And obviously that starts with Bradley Beal, who – as we know, we'll never accept low expectations. Ever. And, yeah, it was fun to see, like, Troy Brown with NBC Sports Washington go around and yeah. kind of just, like, be the host of the day. <laughs> it was it was just great content. Um, but, yeah, I think media day is a lot of going through the motions, but it brings excitement uh, looking forward to, to who's in the gym and who's around. And then we get started with training camp. Just list – I'm just going to list those injuries real quick. Obviously, the one that's that's pretty severe still is John Wall, who's coming back from his Achilles, but was super active at the first day of training camp, um, getting his rehab in as well. You got C.J. Miles, who's been you know dealing with he had surgery, so he's still recovering. Um, they're hoping to see him you know come back, hopefully like to get on the floor in October. But you know it's yeah. it's still very up in the air. They're going to take it patient with him. Isaiah Thomas, who had that unfortunate thumb injury during voluntary workouts. He should hopefully be back in November at some point. Troy Brown Jr. had a calf strain. He's doing better. I think you'll probably see him play in November at at the latest. Um, and then you have Yamahimi, who's got some Achilles pain. He didn't practice today. And Isaac Bonga also did not practice today. Uh, he's got something going on with his quad, but it's not considered serious. So, unfortunately, there's a lot of injuries, but that opens up a lot of opportunity for some of the younger guys. So you'll see – 
you know, Justin Anderson's just a camp invite, but he's got a real chance to make this team. Uh, Ish Smith getting, you know, he hasn't been named the starting point guard, but he looks like the sure idea to be there at point guard after Brooks basically said Beal and Thomas Bryan are the only two guys that have guaranteed starting jobs. Look at Rui, Davis, who you'll hear from. There's just a lot of opportunity. Yeah, and there, the, that increased competition, the increased visibility for all these guys, it's it's certainly going to bring out the best in them. And then I think when you talk to Brad, Thomas, um, on down the line, when, when you get the best from your teammates every single day, when you have guys that are competitive and fiery like Brad and Thomas are on the court, that raises their level too. And then it's just a back and forth of giving each other um, really, really the best, bringing everybody, bringing the best out in everybody every day in practice. I know that's the expectation from this coaching staff, from the leadership on the court. And I think that we, we saw it today, certainly in practice. I think the, the spirit was really high. Um, the quality was really high. But, of course, you'll hear Coach Brooks talk about throughout this, this camp. It, it is going to probably be difficult, frustrating to not have everybody out at the same time and, and trying to work out, you know, who's going to be in what groups in practice and, and using kind of pieces of information to figure out things like his rotation and um, – on down the line as he as he gets closer to the regular season obviously a lot of that is still to be determined a lot to be figured out and, that, and that's why you have all these practices and, and, and a training camp but the I think the the basis the the culture of just having spirited practices working hard every day expecting the same amount of the same level from the all-stars to the guys who are battling for a roster spot um that tone was set today. I think you can tell. I think it was set at media day. They talked about it a lot as well. So from here on out, it's just kind of monitoring that and checking in with everybody and seeing how that growth is coming because the the growth of this the growth of this core is really the focus of this season. Absolutely, and I think you know Scott Brooks says we'll have a lot of tough decisions to make, and also depends on how these injury recoveries go. Um, but a lot to look forward to the rest of the week. We'll have training camp. Uh, practice will be you know Wednesday Thursday and Saturday and then the first preseason game is Monday so getting going quick here um, we'll have another podcast or two for you before that first preseason game Uh, but coming up on the other side of the break we have Davis Bertans with a great interview All right, Zach Rosen and Chris Gehring here from WashingtonWizards.com. After the first day of training camp, we're sitting here with Davis Bertans. Got his name right. Everything's good. Uh, Davis, how was the first day of training camp, and, and how you feeling after media day and everything? Uh, first day was fun. You know, we we had to put some systems in. Uh, you know, that's kind of a in some way boring part, but really important for us to move forward. You know, we didn't get to play as much as everybody likes. But, uh, you know, just putting in that defensive sets, uh, offense, what we were supposed to do, get everything in the right place uh, just to get ready for, you know, the games that are coming already next week. So, and media day, you know, just as any other media day, <laughs> you take pictures, you talk to people and uh, shoot some videos and, uh, and that's it. it. It was fun, you know, as always. Guys were talking about yesterday that you guys have been here for a while and that sometimes that's rare to really have the whole team together for quite some time before you really hit the ground running with coaches and, and training camp in earnest. How important is that for all these new faces, especially a lot of young guys? You're, you're one of the veterans on this team with a lot with NBA experience in, in high-pressure games, but how is getting everybody together ahead of the coaches 
really, really important so that this week before you start playing real games, you you can get a little further in your development. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably see how important it was when we start playing, but uh, as an example, last year was kind of a similar situation for us in San Antonio. A lot of new faces and a lot of guys came in early, even the All-Stars, and, uh, and we spent a lot of time together already before the training camp starts. And, uh, you know, it was, it was great to kind of meet everybody already a month ahead of the training camp. And once you come here, start today, uh, you already know everybody, you know their names, you know what they look like, what they're doing on the court. And those are, the, I think, the most important things just to learn about your teammates, uh, their strong so strong size, that they, what they do, if they shoot or not, and if they're strong in a post and stuff like that. And uh, I think that's just uh, one thing that help, helped us for sure, just to be kind of ready for the day. Speaking of shooting threes, something you do very well. Uh, I'll try. <laughs> how, how did you become, like, basically one of the best three-point shooters in the world? Uh, Big question. That's, that's yeah. a big question with one of the best in the world. Numbers but, back it up, though. Yeah, uh, you are. Well, I was born in the gym. I guess that's why. <laughs> um, my dad used to play basketball. My my mom and dad both were physical education teachers, so we had access to the gym 24-7. And uh, me and my brother, we just used to be on a basketball court for hours every day. Your brother and was also in the NBA. He was for he a little was, bit, yeah. yes. And, uh, you know, it was it was a dream come true for him. I was really happy to see him. You know, I wish he could have stayed a little bit longer, but, you know, maybe that will happen again. But, yeah, we grew up in the gym, and as a kid, you always wanted to just shoot as far as possible from the basket and, and try to make it. And I was kind of a – I was kind of tall back then when I started, but then I, my, my late growth spurt, so, like, in between, though, like, age from, like, 9 to, like, 15 I wasn't even close to being the tallest guy so I was playing point guard and shooting guard at some time and you know after that after the growth spurt you know I was I was lucky that I had the chance to play shooting guard for so long that with my height I can still shoot the same the same way I did obviously basketball a big deal in, in Europe and your home country a lot yeah, was it was it always basketball for you was there anything else that you that you grew up playing that you had to had to switch your focus to basketball or um, was it just was, was that always the sport that you really wanted no basketball was always focus number one uh, you know at some at some point I realized that I can uh, I can play for the junior national teams and uh, and be one of the leaders on those teams and once that happened you kind of start looking at your future that you can make it to the Euroleague you can make it to the NBA and for me, you know, it was, to my parents it seemed funny, but I think when it was like 96 Bulls playing and we had like the reviews, uh, recaps on the on the TV, uh, I told my parents and I was completely serious about how I'm going to play in the NBA one day. And, uh, you know, they just thought it was a joke or you know, not a joke, but, you know, a silly kid just, yeah, from a town of 3,000 people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that happened. <laughs> but... Growing up, played everything. Played hockey, played soccer. Actually, it's really, it's football, but you call it soccer. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. We, and, get it, we get it wrong over here, for sure. And uh, played volleyball, played basically any sport you could imagine. I was a goalie in soccer. I was on the field in soccer as well. And, you know, I kind of my, my second passion is hockey a little bit, and then I wish I could play a little bit right now, but I'm not allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, maybe in the future when I'm done with basketball, I can play a little bit of hockey again. Uh, San Antonio, obviously, you, you played on some really good teams. I'm sure you learned a lot from Coach Popovich. 
what did you take away from that just that culture and that atmosphere and and is that something that just stays with you i think that's one thing that might have had already before but coming into the training camp every single season the goal was one like it wasn't it wasn't a goal to make the playoffs that was just as it should be and every single season when we came in it was championship mentality you were only thinking about winning the championship you didn't care you played the worst team in the league at that point the whole idea was play our game get ready for the playoffs you know if you lose to the to the worst team in the league it's it's not going to be easy to play against the best team in the league so you know every game was important in that way you know you didn't under tried not to underestimate the opponent in any game you know he gave so much something to us <laughs> uh, after those games if you lost to some teams that were not even close to the playoffs and he if, if he saw that the attitude wasn't there and you know he let us hear right away that's not the way we're going to win the championship so kind of that that wanting to win the championship every single season you know i know that there's not a lot of expectations here but you know for me when i step on the court and i know it's every single guy out there uh winning the game that's the goal number one and the more winning games you win the better your chances are of winning the championship i know that the bradley beal a couple other the leaders on this team echoed that sentiment last yesterday you know talking about how of course, you know, people will say well, whatever they're going to say on the outside, but on the, on the court in this gym, it's, it's about getting ready to win um, every single day. I, I, I wanted to ask you a little bit more. Obviously, everybody knows that you're, a really, you're an elite three-point shooter, um, but what are other parts of your game that Coach Brooks, the coaching staff, have talked to you about um, coming into this team and really helping them mold, really helping them mold the future of, the, of the, the program here? Well, the one thing I think that one of the first things he mentioned to me, you know, I don't get a lot of credit for defense sometimes but but the, one of the first things that he told me was that uh, like he knows that I'm usually one of the first guys back on the transition defense and uh, and that's one of the emphasis for this season uh, to not give easy transition buckets to the other teams and that's one thing in unselfish basketball you know if, if I know that somebody I see somebody else open you know I'm not gonna look at oh I'm, I'm a better shooter I'm gonna shoot the ball instead of passing to somebody who's open you know and, and that should be the mentality for the whole team and that's what everybody's been emphasizing since we've been here and you know it just kind of that share the ball mentality and you know you'll if you share the ball somebody will get it back to you and that's how you create the team chemistry and that also helps on the defensive end when players start trusting each other more your fun fact that you have nine fingers and a half and a half <laughs> what's the story behind that and and has that presented any challenges for you playing basketball and you know has it does it make you feel like unique in a way like just because um, I have this doesn't you know it doesn't impact me I don't think it makes me feel unique because I don't feel like it's a disadvantage so <laughs> so that's one and uh, the other thing is I was I was 13 years old I was still very young you know, I kind of maybe I didn't even realize the the whole picture of what it could be at that moment when it happened. It was a wood cutting accident, and I was just you know my dad, my brother, and I we were cutting wood for our grandfa grandfather's apartment needed for the heating, and I kind of I was on the end of passing like the big wood pieces to my dad, and it was like the heavier job, but. My brother, I guess, they thought he was more responsible than 16 years old. <laughs> he was just taking the small pieces off, and he was closer to the saw. And kind of, you know, as a younger one, I was, like, just asking to switch all the time, you know, because it was a, a physical job. <laughs> and, you know, we switched once. It was fine. Then switched again. 
then it started raining, started rushing. I didn't pay attention and kind of got under the saw, and, and that was it, you know. You're really relaxed about the whole story. Yeah, I would really. be traumatized. Like, yeah, that would be. A, <laughs> I think I've talked about this story about, like 300 times. This is in my like life. your cliche story, <laughs> yeah, like, right. like that's one, and the the two ACLs is another story yeah, that I've well, we don't need to talk to bring about those up. so many times that you know it just kind of automatically goes. Just I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just speaking <laughs> the words. You go through the motions. You were 18 when yeah. you got drafted, and you didn't come over right away. But what uh. What can you look back at now, now that you're a vet in this league, you're 26? I mean, you're still not that old. Like, you're Chris's age, you're older than me. Like, you're not that old. But do you feel like, because you were drafted so young, that, like, you are you feel older? Well, I've been also on a professional scene team since I was 15. So, yeah. So I would say this year 12 right now, <laughs> coming up. <laughs> so Half your life you've been, almost half your life you've been playing professional basketball. Almost, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that gives me kind of experience that, I've been with, like, played almost together with three generations of players <laughs> and kind of taken a little bit from everybody. And, uh, you know, the first first shock was already entering the, the adult basketball was, I was like, it's not that easy. <laughs> you know, playing against your own age kids, uh, you thought it's like, you know, everything's coming easy. Like, nobody plays defense. You don't have to play defense sometimes. And then, then you come into practice, you get your ass kicked every single time. <laughs> And you get yelled at nonstop, and uh, you know that kind of experience just kind of makes you mature quickly. And uh, that's why by age of 18, 19, I was already playing in Euroleague, and I didn't even feel like the young guy anymore because you know those 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 three four years before that were those young age years for me. And I, I think that's that's something that maybe some people still don't realize. It's true in basketball in Europe. It's true in soccer, mm-hmm. football. It's true in soccer slash football in Europe. Um, you get into a professional environment really quickly, a lot sooner than you do in the States. And did that kind of help, I guess, did that kind of help offset? Obviously, coming to a new country, there's all kinds of new stuff that comes with that. But on the court, did that help offset some of that growth uh, uh, that growth period, that growing curve? Or was it still really different? Well, definitely, even though I was coming in for a rookie season, I was on like three or four different teams before that. <laughs> so I knew the, the whole situation, how it is to move to a new team, getting adjusted, uh, not just basketball-wise, but city-wise, people around, and uh, and getting to know everybody again from zero, and I think that's that's helped me a lot. You know, I've never been on a team more than three years in my career, and uh, you know, hopefully, I can stick around a little bit longer. And uh, I think that's definitely been an experience that's helped me over the past years. Well, Dobbs, we don't want to take you any longer. It's already been a big practice day few more days of camp um are you excited to be here you look forward to the season uh definitely excited to be here you know it's a new challenge and uh i'm definitely excited for the season and i know that we're going to do better than people expect us to do we have that confidence and uh we just try to bring it every night love to hear that well we appreciate you coming on the podcast thank you